This is your video cast for Monday, June 22nd. And let's just be honest about something. We're racing. The world is racing, Derek. You can say all you want about the coronavirus or COVID-19, about fan limits in certain places, but by and large, we are racing. I mean, look look at our schedule page right now. Look at our results page. And really, if, if I didn't tell you right now, if I'm looking at you guys, the fans out there, if I didn't tell you, hey, there's a global pandemic going on right now, I'm not sure you'd know that things were all that different in the short track, particularly dirt track world. And no disrespect at all, to the racetracks that are stuck in purgatory. But I got some numbers from Todd, Derek. I wanted to mention this on the homepage of DirtOnDirt.com. Of course, now I go to the homepage and it's not there anymore. It was like 80 or 90. Do you remember seeing that number that Todd had put on the homepage with the slideshow number? It was like, check 80 slideshows from the weekend. Check results from over 50 racetracks. Uh, By and large, the season is back and rolling. I know our staffs are as busy as they've ever been. Couple that with the fact that Lucas is forging ahead with their entire June schedule. We are having a Firecracker 100 this weekend on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I did not see that coming on June 1st. And this really doesn't feel any different. Derek, the only thing that's really different is... Derek, there's no hell tour, Suave. And uh, how are you holding up right now in the midst of no UMP Summer Nationals, no I, dirt car Summer Nationals? You okay right Mike now? Mike no, or uh, James Essex, I, I, like right now I should be on the <laughs> golf course because it'd be my off day. We've been already go through like four or five races, but Rigsby, it's coming back, starting a little bit later. And uh, thoughts on that, buddy? I found the note, by the way. It was 90 racetracks and 70 winner photos from across the nation. So at least 70 racetracks uh, ran this weekend. Derek, I'm surprised you're not wearing black today because of no hell tour. Like, I'm not surprised you're not. (laughs) I'm not mourning yet. It's still happening. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I am Michael Rigsby inside the DirtOnDirt.com and Flow Racing Studios as we return to our weekly video casting roles. Derek and I plenty to jump jump on here over the course of the next hour. Derek and I will share with you what we learned over this past weekend, what we picked up on our news notes and nuggets. As for the first time this year, I had to triple check this because Lucas was racing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. I believe the first time this year, Derek, that the Lucas series and the Outlaw series raced on the same night I believe was correct this past weekend, June 19th. If I told you that was going to be the first time that would happen back in February, I don't think you would have believed me. Yeah, we thought, you know, a couple of months ago, Brandon Shepard and the Rocket team was going to run every race, but that kind of panned out there and <laughs> a fizzled weeks a little ago. bit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of cool when they're not racing together and then you can see these guys hop on both races. But, you know, as, as the times are getting better and better, stuff's getting lifted, there are more chances we can go racing and stuff, so. I, it's it's not a bad thing that they're both racing on the same weekend as well. More coverage for us. So yeah, no, I see. agree. And just more exposure for the sport of yep. dirt late model racing. The prodigal son of Lernerville, Michael Norris, will join us to talk about this weekend's now 50-lap $30,000 to win Firecracker 100. And Corey Hedgecock welcomes the Lucas Oil Boys to his neighborhood at Mitch McCarter's 411 on Friday, Talladega on Saturday. We will discuss all of that with Corey and Norris as well. Derek, don't forget, we are back to our scrambling days. A little bit, and I, for one, am here for that show. I love it. We have live racing 48 hours from now from America's Dirt Tracks. So While we were supposed to kick Fairbury off this past Saturday night, the only Saturday it has rained at Fairbury in seven weeks was this past Saturday. 
but we said, screw it. We're going to do it. We're going to race this Wednesday. Uh, DMAC, throw that graphic up there. This Saturday night, it's this Saturday night. See, there I am, Derek. This Wednesday night, June 24th, $5,000 to win at Fairbury. What was the spring showcase, Suave, is now the summer showcase at Fairbury. Wednesday night, I believe uh, the fair is the only other time they race on Wednesday, Suave. How excited are you? We are live on Flow and DOD Wednesday night, five grand from Fairbury. Well, first the field and foremost, amazing. I think on Saturday in the whole state of Illinois, it only rained in Fairbury. They got like an inch and a half <laughs> in like 20 minutes, but they had to pull the plug. But then Matt Curl and did some working around, was contacting drivers yesterday. He asked me to help out, I was contacting them. People want to race on Wednesday, and it's going to be good because Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Mars series is debuting. Five grand shows all in that Iowa, Illinois region. So I think it's a perfect time you know, to have those races. We got some heavy hitters coming in. And they're ready to go. Yeah, I'm the pumped. The field, Bobby Pierce and uh, obviously Ryan Unzicker. And who, I think I'm missing. Put the missile in it. Uh, yeah, Babs coming in. Babs going all the way to Lernerville from Fairbury, which is pretty cool on, on for the firecracker. So it's, it's going to be a hell of a field Wednesday night at Fairbury live on DOD and Flow. And then look at our July schedule that's coming up. Uh, I'm excited about this July schedule. All of these will be live on DOD and Flow as well. I-30 at Little Rock. Uh, 4000 to win for Chris Sullivan's Comp Cam Series. Sprint cars racing for three grand that night as well. I'm excited about that. The Slocum, Derek, one of my favorite events, period, but especially non-national touring events. Brad Stevens, Jesse at 34, two of my favorite humans in racing. They race on July 3rd. We'll have that. The entire Southern National schedule live at DOD and Flow. Great schedule this year, too, Derek. A lot of 10,000s on it this year. And Atomic on the 24th and 25th as well. Uh, it's like a normal July for us, Derek. We don't have the Hell Tour, uh, but we got a lot of stuff coming up in July. I'll be, like, during those times, we're going to be, like, only halfway through the Hell Tour <laughs> by the time my birthday rolls around. Usually, I, I, like, falls on a good weekend, and I'm usually going to I-80, but no, I'll be in Clarksville, Tennessee on my birthday for the Summer Nationals phase one scheduling right there but yeah and who, that summer national schedule i think may change a few more times yeah, based no on what illinois does and everything through that but we are busy coming up uh the rest of june uh, fairbury this wednesday and then all of july all of these events just have to be a subscriber to flow or dod and you get to see all of these events derek let's recap this past weekend what did we learn this past weekend when we finally had the world of outlaw series and the lucas series going at the same time i'm gonna go first is that okay? all right buddy can i go first so Zach Mitchell wins the Outlaws race. At, we're not going to touch on Shepard winning Friday night, right? Shepard always wins. So well, I just said that was one of my notes. Brandon Shepard still doing Brandon Shepard things. <laughs> right. So Shepard wins Friday. Great. Yeah, he's won three of four Lou races. Zach so. Mitchell wins the Outlaws race Saturday night at Bulls Gap, and I see a lot of upset talk. Right? Uh, I maybe even Dirt on Dirt posted on its social. Who the hell do they think they are? That uh, was an upset that Zach Mitchell wins this. Uh, this is not an upset. No more than Ross Bales winning a Lucas race at Cherokee. Zach Mitchell is fully capable of winning an Outlaws race at Bulls Gap. Uh, I don't know. Why are people considering this an upset? Not an upset to me. And if Dirt on Dirt said it, shame on our social media person because it wasn't. Zach can win these races. Yeah, I think that we get the perception of just a regional driver wins against a national touring uh, sanction and they pull like in a stacked field, no doubt about it, as Mike Norris No doubt about said. it. But – uh. Yeah, I don't. He's won several extreme races. He's a, a ultimate na national champion, so it wasn't really an upset. But he was fast the other night, and luckily in our pool with my buddies, we were watching it. I had him, so I was very happy. I won some monies on that. So good, 
Good job, Zach Mitchell. And he'll be on Swamp Talk tomorrow. Oh, Zach Mitchell's always coming on yes. Swamp Talk? I did not Let's know that. Go. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right. That's exciting. So more more from Zach Mitchell. Uh, Pierce, Owens, and Owens win the three nights at Magnolia in front of not only the largest crowd they've ever had at Magnolia, I found out, but 55 cars at the mag. I have to look back. Last year, Derek was barely in the 30s. Uh, somebody said to me, they go, well, it's, it's the new date, right? I mean, it was the new date for Magnolia that really helped them. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the COVID-19 bump. No disrespect to Johnny or Lucas or anybody. Uh, but these, dear Derek, these crowds that's smoking everywhere else, this is this COVID-19 bump we're still in. People have been cooped up for three months. Huge crowd at Magnolia. Well, yeah, you see that Magnolia, but you even seen it at Farmer City. They said it was about seventy percent full. And like for that, the weekly show, for Friday. a weekly show at Farmer City for a place that doesn't get many fans on a local show, it just shows that people want to get out, want to see some racing. And I heard from uh, Kevin Weaver and Brian Shirley that was the best Farmer City's been in the last five years. So it was a great race. Highlights are on YouTube. Check them out. Owens, Overton, or Shepard? Who's the best driver in the country right now? I mean, I did say, I predicted uh-huh. that Brandon no, you guaranteed. You guaranteed, yeah. I don't have to say Brandon Shepard, though. And still, until he gets, You're such a homer for Shepard. Until he gets knocked off on these crown jewels or gets beat by these two on the crown jewel races, he's still the main. He still can't be dethroned until those guys beat him in the crown jewels. You think he's, you think he's better right now. You have to bet your life on one of those three winning. You're going to take Shepard over Owens yeah, over take right him. now. I think it's a dead heat between. I think it's, it's a, a great battle though. It's, three guys. I love it's it. awesome. I love it. It's a straight tie between those three guys. If I had to vote driver of the year right now, man, what Jimmy, what Jimmy did in Florida, and now all those races he won during that little quarantine stretch, and now he's winning these Magnolia. Ah, man, Owens might be my guy. I mean, what? So three of four for Sheppy, and like <laughs> five of six for Overton doesn't count anymore, or what? All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> the regional stuff this past weekend, Tyler Carpenter goes to Oakshade. Tyler Carpenter never been to Oakshade, is what is, I believe I read that correctly. He wins in his first race there. Steve Casebolt wins three grand at Atomic, uh, 34 other cars at Atomic, too. Good job for Brad McCown. And Jeff Ryan wins 4,000 at Sealands He wins Grove. there all the time. Uh, Jeff Ryan Sealands wins Gro- every race Grove at Sealands Grove legend, ever, yeah. right. Uh, but this is how you know we're back to me. These three, four, and five thousand win races. Uh, when you start to get li- the calendar starts to get littered with these, Derek and Casebolt and Ryan and Carpenter are winning races. When there are also national tour races, I feel like we're. But that's how you know when we're back. Yeah, I love the regional shows too. So I'm always a big fan of the regional guys. And those like races, you don't know who's going to show up because they're just randomly like like you said, 34 cars at Atomic. That's pretty wild considering they had a race, you know, at Oakshade that same night. So. Great to see car counts are up and everybody's ready to get back in the racing and swing of things. The uh, Speaking of, uh, we had some people ask us, we didn't have, a t- we would have had Atomic and Oakshade coverage normally, but one of our shooters was just out of town this past weekend, uh, Lee Gates, one of the best dudes that shoots for us. We love Lee to death. He's beach life. He was, he, Lee deserved a vacation, man. He's hey, been grinding, all right? Drinking milk on flying. the beach, as he would say. So he so. would have normally shot those two races. Just circumstance happened to be out of town. And Sealands Grove, those three and fours at Sealands Grove, Derek, we've never had good luck getting a shooter over there. So we're going to have I'm sending of, you there next time. Yeah, listen, I'm still the best shooter we got, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Uh, it's been like 100 years since I've shot a <laughs> shot, so def- definitely I think not. Me, are me and you the only two that shoot off the shoulder now? I Could you shoot off a tripod? I don't think I could. Uh, not worth it if for Steve, me. If the greatest ever Steve Gigas got me set up right, I think I could. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have plenty of regional coverage. We've got, we've got more coming this weekend and next, so don't worry about that. I saw some questions about, hey, no atomic highlights. Keep in mind also, Derek, these shows are popping up a week at a yeah, time. Hard. They're hard to get scheduled sometimes. So. Yeah. 
Uh, there is that as well. Uh, Outlaws at Cedar Lake, and I don't want to pay any uh, disrespect to the Outlaw Tour. I want to mention this. They're at Cedar Lake next weekend. I feel like they might not be getting enough juice for this. It's 20000 to win both nights, unless I'm right. And they're, where, they're with the Outlaw Sprint cars. Both classes pay 20000 to win each night. It's live on CBS Sports Net. Um, I don't know. That's that's at one of the most legendary racetracks in the dirt tracks in the country. What a perfect way to round that out. You yeah. nailed that. I, I mean, that's a pretty big deal next weekend for the Outlaws. Like, the USA Nationals gets a lot of pop and a lot of fans. Like, what do you think this crowd's going to be? Because they pack it in for sprint cars too. I just think I don't know. It's for the July weekend, but I think they're going to have. I, it's going to be elbows, elbows. I think they need to have a big crowd because those are big purses, yeah. right? Twenty thousand a win, so that's probably a sixty thousand, five thousand dollar purse for each class each night. One twenty two. That's two hundred seventy four. We know that. So. It's going to be interesting to see who gets up there because I called Frankie Heck and asked, like, you got to get the Fairbury Wednesday, which he is. I'm like, what are you going to do that next weekend or this coming yeah. weekend or the July third, fourth weekend because. Do you just stay and go to Slocum and then get ready for the Summer Nationals right. that start three days later? Or you do like what the dream used to be where you go up there for a big paying race and then get ready 72 hours later and go to Brownstown. So it's going to be uh, Yeah, that is. Because the Summer Nationals start July 8th. Yeah, it's going to be correct? that Wednesday after it. So you drive all the way up there, come back, uh, or do you just go to Slocum for one? So And it's like you're picking and choosing you know cars from that area, so it'll be interesting well, to see. Well, as you and I both know, Cedar Lake, right, the cars that make up the, the meat of Cedar Lake a little bit are the Frankies, the Shirley's, the Bobbies, and those guys. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. That weekend uh, to kind of see where that goes. But either way, uh, the Outlaws needed a shout-out for that. There's an enormous amount of money they're paying out, um, and it should be a fun weekend for the Kaufmans at Cedar Lake. Uh, Suave, your notes. What did you learn this past weekend? I mean, he's he's back. Scott Bloomquist, two top fives, fourth okay, wait and a minute. fifth. You're telling me Bloomer gets two top fives, and we're saying Bloomer is back? He's Okay, he's on the way up. That's a little different than Eldora. being back. I know, okay. but I had to say it because two top fives. Mike Norris, he's like, did you see Bloomer's back? He got fifth last night. So it's kind of crazy no, that's not that we're saying Bloomer. Scott Bloomquist is back just when he's getting top fives. But it was actually kind of cool to see him in the running there for a little bit. He snuck, snuck, stuck, my bad, his nose in a – few times there in Saturday night's race. He looked pretty good this past weekend. And I don't know. Lucas Oil and Magnolia just does not mess well. I want to hear this because I think you and I both agree. We've seen incredible races at Mag. Yeah, the Hudson O'Neill one. That was two years ago. Oh, give me your Day point weekend. on Magnolia, though. This is an interesting statistic. about Five of the past six Lucas Oil races at Magnolia was one from the front row. So a track that you we always think of. And 100 lappers usually, yeah, too. Yeah, and know that of it's racing. It's shocking to see that stat. Not sure how that happened. Maybe just because all the fast guys are up front and they've just been good lately, like Jimmy Owens and Bobby Pierce. But And then Mike Marler, two years ago, won from fifth. So it wasn't like he was coming deep in the field. So that was a crazy and shocking stat to me. Also, Tyler Irby's tied for third in the points in the Lucas Oil. Is he like the new Steve Francis Rigsby? He's the face of points racing. Like he's just getting these top fives, top fives, doing what he yeah, has to do. Yeah. Francis, arguably one of the, if I'm going to say, who's the most consistent late model driver ever? Just consider Francis, right? He's the ultimate points raver. I don't racer. I don't really think turbo when I but, think hey, ultimate. But he's learning. He's staying smooth. He's not doing something stupid. He is actually points racing. I think all the driver uh, surveys that we do on Swap Talk is helping him out because they have, they all say you need to calm down. You need to calm down and just go out there. So. That's kind of shocking, though. He's in third. Devin Moran's in fifth, so the two young guns keeping up with those guys in the Lucas Oil Series. Uh, that's it? That's all your notes? Surely you've got more than that. No, no I got – that's it, man. All right. I, well, there's plenty of show for you to give me some notes yeah. later. Uh, one last thing I wanted to cover. I'm sure you guys saw it last week, uh, but we – 
uh, Flow, Flow Racing and Flow Sports announced the acquisition of SpeedShift TV, which I am beyond excited about from 100 different perspectives. Darren Shanley, his wife Haley, Chet Christner, Toby Cruz, Nate Hartman, uh, Gary Silverman. Oh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, and I don't mean to. All of their amazing contributors, Matt and, and Tyler and all those guys, and Zach, uh, that have been awesome. Derek, bonding our team with the speed shift team and some of those events will start appearing on DOD, right? They have the ice bowl and they've got all these other events that will now be part of your dirt on dirt and flow subscription. Um, you, you've heard them on the calls, Derek. These are just good people, and it is a big deal that we have them as part of our team. Yeah, and now. I had the GIF last week on Twitter where it was like Paul Pierce with like three phones <laughs> at the slam dunk contest looking at him. I was like, this is us trying to keep up with all this content and live races we're having on. Uh, flow sports and flow racing so speed ship is great they do port royal weekly they do a whole bunch of good sprint yeah. car shows so uh it's, it's kind of bananas how you can watch a race i think there's like a race every day from now until <laughs> like maybe the gateway gateway now, much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> now yes. until gateway starts we will start scheduling races if we need to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that that's really exciting, and, and I'm pumped about that. Darren and Haley and Chet, uh, some of the and best. it's kind of cool. It's kind of like how you started it, like those two oh, on the road grinding, you know, trying to build their brain. And then they hired brain. a young, um, up and coming uh, star as well that really helped their careers take off, just like I hired Turn. Oh, uh, I mean, we we can go back in the history of Dirt on Dirt <laughs> later. But yeah, Turn is one of them. I'll give you that. Yeah, no, but you you're my you're my firstborn son. You saved me. You saved my life. You, I did. You actually saved. I was my like, life, this guy's so not I... really 28, and he's. Yeah, he's like almost dead. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but good. We're excited to announce the speed shift announcement. We're going to take a quick commercial break after closing out the open, and we're going to be back with the Crusher Kid, uh, not Mike Norris from Falls, Michael Norris from Sarver, Pennsylvania. We'll be back in 60 seconds. drive shaft that you use. Not had any failures. They've been really durable and reliable. I've had nothing but uh, good things to say about them. We put up two new ones in at the beginning of the year and we've gone about 2,500 laps. Really just kept rolling, hadn't had much issues. Been pretty nice. We just get a drive shaft and throw it in and forget about it. Basically, like I said, bolt it in and kind of forget about it. That department of my life has been simplified by QA1. By far the best drive shaft out there. They look just as good as the day we got them. Derek, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing my reading skills here because I want to make sure I get this right for Bomb Chevy Buick. Bomb Chevy Buick is Central Illinois' number one dealer and has been family-owned and operated since 1928. We are coming up on 92 years for them. Crazy, almost a century. And I'm not just saying the season either. They are the nicest people in the car and truck game that I have ever personally met. We've been dealing with them since uh, before Corona, and they've been amazing. Hit their website now and check out their amazing deals at bombchevybuick.com. 
and swap. You, we've got this is a Central Illinois based place here. Look at this deal. If you purchase a vehicle there, you receive a lifetime, lifetime, Derek. That's till you're dead. Subscription to Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing. You get everything. We've got to send some of our buddies over to Bomb and get them to buy a car, or a truck, or a van. I mean, or that is worth more worth than the truck, man. <laughs> a lifetime supply or lifetime subscription. Get to see you from now until eternity. Me. And, you know, D-Mac and the rest of the crew, that's a deal. Come on, go buy a truck. And I actually saw a nice one the other day, and it had the Bomb Chevrolet on the license plate. So they got some good quality stuff there. Check out BombChevyBuick.com. And if you're in Illinois, you don't have to be in Illinois. You can come from Indiana, Iowa, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, anywhere. Come out to Bomb Chevy Buick Lifetime Subscription. And I swear when I, I say this, they're the nicest people in the car and truck game I've ever met. I want to get a shot of D-Mac before we go to Mike Norris here. Look at what Dustin McCarty is wearing uh, today, DMAC. Uh, can you can you see it from that camera, or do you need to? Can you give yourself? I'd like a little tighter shot of you, if at all possible. There he is. Dirt on dirt so, team, baby. So is this? I'm sorry. Is this the dirt on dirt softball jersey? What is happening yeah, it with is. this? Yeah, um, our softball team will fire up July 6th. So uh, <laughs> oh, me and wow. Swab will be uh, running the train through uh, the summer months and uh, trying to get another championship. So how many championships does the team, by the way, I sponsor this team, personally yes. sponsor Mark Floriani. Don't worry about it. This is on my dime. <laughs> we're on a second place, first place, second place, so we're, we're due for the big championship. So, so two year. seconds and a first is what I've sponsored so far. Is yes, what you're telling I mean, that's pretty solid. I don't accept anything less than freaking championships, though, okay? So this second place bullshit is not going to stand for me, okay? okay Who's our best this. player? Uh, we've added some. We added the former intern Bob Targo. He can okay. hit bombs. Okay. okay. I would say overall, probably Peter's football. He does some uh, yeah. contributing work for Another us. Another DOD uh, okay. worker. All right. All right. Uh, just just know that. And it's not air If loading. you don't win the championship, you don't get to wear that jersey anymore. Okay? Uh, yeah, I, I know. Take it off, D Mac. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I love about our group uh, when we do shows, we don't just get on, you know, our our video cast or our podcast and go, "Hey, man, this guy was third or this guy was fifth. We really, you know. We dive in uh, layers deeper than I think a lot of people do. We offer a lot of late model nuance is the note that I made here. And one of the statements I always make when I talk about late model nuance is about the Firecracker 100, which, by the way, is this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Lernerville Speedway in Sarver, Pennsylvania. And I feel this statement is completely true, and I think Derek would back me up. No event in my lifetime has been more snake-bitten by weather than the Firecracker 100. Now, I'm not just talking about, oh, it's raining during the event. That happens all the time. I'm talking about the Monday of the event. So today, for instance, you look at the forecast, Derek, and it's 80, 90, 100% chance of rain. It happens almost every year. And the car count, they'll always be, okay, Kovac and I are making our list. There's 50 cars going to Lernerville, right? By the time you'd get there on Thursday, sometimes there's 39 or 40 just because the forecast has been so bad. I looked at this weekend's forecast. I'm not going to pretend it's perfect. It's a little better than it normally is, but I'm trying to stare the rain gods right in the face and get a little positive juju going for the firecracker. So joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a young man who will most surely be in the mix this weekend from right up the road in Sarver himself. Just a great guy, Michael Norris. Mike, am I right about this weather forecast for Lernerville and, and the event itself? Has anything in your life been more cursed than the firecracker, Mike, about uh, the forecast and rain? I don't think so. I think for <laughs> as long as I can remember, it's rained during the firecracker. I mean, at least <laughs> at least rained one night out for sure. But How somehow they've always managed to get a couple shows in somehow. Whether it's daytime, nighttime, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., we, we, we do, we do always seem to race there, don't we? 
Yeah, it gets blurred into one big beating, but eventually they get the show in. (laughs) This event is so tough to project, and what I mean by that, Mike, is... And by the way, do you prefer Mike or Michael? Uh, It doesn't really matter. My close friends call me Mike, and everybody else calls me Michael because my dad's name is Mike. Okay. Doesn't matter. I'm the same way. Rigsby. Everybody just calls me Rigsby, so... Uh, this event is tough to project. I think most of the Dirt Late Model world had written the firecracker off, right? They said, hey, this isn't happening. Uh, corona, COVID, everything else. But here we are about a week out, and WRG hadn't really said much. And then last week they said, no, we're doing it. And not only are we doing it, we're doing it live on CBS Sports Network Saturday night. We're still paying $30,000 to win, and they're going to do everything else that came with it. Being from right there up the road from the racetrack, were you surprised, and are you surprised, that we actually are having a Firecracker 100? I'm just as surprised as probably everybody else is. And like you said, I'm, I'm 10 minutes from the track and know <laughs> people that work there, and everybody was kind of in the dark, you know, and the news come out to everybody the same as it did to us. So we're just as surprised and excited as everybody else. You had given up, right? Like, you didn't think April 10th that the Firecracker was going to happen, right? I have a pretty good idea that it wasn't going to happen, though. I mean, just because, especially how how much fans are involved in that event. And, uh, you know, I know how the Thompsons, the the owners and everything are. And it's just, you know, the fans are such a crucial part of that um, event that it wasn't looking like it was going to be possible. So we're excited. And uh, hopefully, like you said, the weather cooperates. But if it don't, I'm sure they'll find a way to get it in. Hey, Michael Suave here. I just want to let you know I did forgive you from that Screvin when you missed the interview there. We had everybody <laughs> in the top ten all of Speed Weeks, but you had to get going up the road. So I just want to clear up, clear that up. I, I forgive you for that, man. That feels like it was like ten years ago. The only problem was <laughs> it was, was last maybe, year. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we're already in a second season from, like, yeah. I think the last time I saw you. Yeah. So I got to ask, I've never been to the Firecracker 100 because I'm always on the Summer Nationals. So, A, do I go this weekend since there's no hell tour until a couple more weeks? And I heard the atmosphere is pretty good there. And that, that uh, a lot of campers, a lot of good times, a lot of things that go on during the Firecracker. I think it's a no question, you know, no brainer <laughs> that you have to come. I mean, like you said, I understand and I respect you're a diehard Summer Nationals guy. And I'm even a fan of that and I've never attended one. But uh, you got to go. I mean, I'm hoping it's the same as it's always been, but it's pretty cool. And especially to be close to home, I mean, it's extremely special to all of us. And uh, it's a good time. Piggybacking on that, a few years ago when you won that prelim night, I went down to the pits, and I remember where we were standing, kind of up on that fence line when I saw you. And I just remember how emotional you were. And, you know, I know you've gotten out and traveled some. You've become pretty dang good at Eldora. You head to Florida. But your heart is always going to be at Lernerville, right? Wins at Lernerville are just always going to matter more to you. Absolutely. I mean, I, that's the place where I cut my teeth. And honestly, where I, when I started, I, I dreaded going there because my whole family went there. All my <laughs> friends from high school went there. And when you'd struggle, which I did pretty much the first two or three years I ran there, it's just like you dreaded going there because it was like a pressure cooker. And that's probably why I got so emotional because it, it made you feel like you made it. You know, I, I hate watching stuff from that day because I cried like, you know, I got – got pretty emotional but that just shows you how much effort i mean you see everybody that you know finally gets that first outlaw win or something that means that much to them i mean it just hits you like a tidal wave and that's probably it will still to this day be you know just something that sticks in my mind you know from being that little kid watching the outlaws to beating them it's just 
you know, it makes you feel like you accomplished one of your lifetime goals and nothing that can really top that. I don't know that I've ever talked to you about this personally. I mean, you're from literally, people don't realize how close to the racetrack you grew up, but everybody that grew up that close to a racetrack has a, I used to play there as a kid story or, you know, my Fairbury story is I've got a hundred of them. I know you've got some for Lernerville. Give me your best. We used to do this as a kid story about Lernerville. Well, I mean, a bunch of my buddies live behind the place and around the place, and we'd always, you know, I, I almost don't want to say it, but you've been on that. I've been on that track in about every vehicle but a race car, <laughs> you know, at, at some point throughout the year. And I don't know, it's just racing there with my dad and everything. There's just, there's so many memories that you almost can't think of one in particular that sticks out in your mind. It's just, it's just, it's so in, encrypted in my you know childhood that you know i don't know what to say about it it's when when sprint cars are there and you know late models aren't there and for whatever reason i'm at home i can hear them from my house you know <laughs> so it's i can tell when it's the heat race the feature i can tell when it's pure stock sprint cars you know it's just that's how close we are to it so anything that's that close is going to be pretty involved in your childhood I got to ask you, Mike Norris, the other Mike Norris, the announcer, you two have become really, really close over the years. You got a good story about Mike Norris. I know you gave him a uh, door panel this year. We're actually showing some B-roll actual <laughs> Mike Norris, the announcer. Or have you guys ever got confused? You know, people think that he's the driver and you're the announcer. The driver is much better looking. Yes, let's be that very is clear. For sure. so, uh... <laughs> well, I think his profile picture on Twitter is still like of my car. I know some people get like get confused by that and, and then especially when my dad's around and then you got three of them there and it's just uh, i'm hoping we can make it to fairbury at some point so we can make some good memories with them because most of the memories are just at eldora when it's raining or <laughs> you know before the main event or something but nothing really offhand he was pretty pumped about that door and i know uh we gave him his first icy light which is a pretty uh big pittsburgh beer which i don't even drink but we always have some he said it was pretty good, so that's probably the best I got for right now. Uh, Derek, that, that's the most perfect Mike Norris on Mike Norris story I've ever heard. Oh, when, <laughs> I remember when you guys interviewed each other, or when you interviewed him, or he interviewed you during that rainout. It was Mike Norris interviewing Mike Norris. He that'll be a memory he's always going to remember. That was pretty funny that night. <laughs> I swear, every time he sees me, he's like, "Hey, it's Mike Norris," and then he'll see my, "Hey, it's Mike Norris again." He gets a pretty good kick out of it. Uh, Lernerville for a long time, Mike, as we wrap up here, was it was one of the healthiest racetracks on a local level in the United States, right? I mean, everybody, even being from Illinois, I knew about Lernerville on a weekly level. Obviously, through COVID and everything else that's gone on, how would you rate the health of Lernerville right now? And I want you to be honest. Give me an honest answer about where Lernerville is from a health perspective as a, as a weekly racetrack. Well, if you would talk to me last year, I would say – you know, it definitely needed some help. The end of last year, we didn't run there a lot, but it definitely, you know, needed some help in some areas. But, you know, they've only raced once this, this year so far, and it was last week, and we went there, and, man, it was it was so good to see. There was a lot of fans there and a pretty decent car count, too. So, I don't know. I guess time will tell. I mean, you know as well as everybody that, you know, local racing has kind of been struggling lately, but I think with – you know, all this stuff that has gone on and people have been inside for so long that they're they're just so ready to get out of the house and hopefully support local racing. And I think that's what, you know, we saw last week. So I'm excited for the firecracker. I think uh, I think you got to see a, 
very good crowd. You know, even with the questionable weather, I think people are just going to chance it here regardless. You know. Yeah, I kind of thought the so, same thing. I'm excited. Even with Lucas, you know, the first time Lucas has raced event this against this event ever, I think, and it was kind of because they had to reschedule some stuff. Even with Lucas racing against it, which will keep you know JD and those guys away, and McCready, McCready can't be there. Uh, and the weather, I'm with you. I think the crowd is going to be big this weekend. I, I just think people are so hungry in Western PA, Mike. None of that's going to matter. Yeah, and like you said, it, it came it came across so sudden, and you know, I think I think you'll see a pretty good turnout. Even some cars too. You know, with Lucas Racing, it might be like you know get some more regional guys that want to come out and try because you know, like you said, JD and McCready and Richards and all them guys that normally go aren't going to be there. So who knows? Only time will tell. And, We'll be there regardless. Last question, bud. What does the rest of the year look like for you? I'm assuming if there's a September Eldora event, you'll be there. You probably do the world finals. We know you'll be at Lernerville a few times. Last week in July, first weekend in August. <laughs> in Derek's trying to get you to Fairbury for the Prater Classic, if we have the Prater Classic. Uh, what's the rest of the year look like, bud? I have honestly no idea. It's been <laughs> such like a <laughs> – we've been going places like spur of the moment since, I think, February. So, I don't know. Like you said, them, them, the Eldora ones are kind of a given. And we've actually never been to the World Finals. I'd like to go. Um, so, who knows? If we start running a little better, maybe we'll start venturing out a little more. But i got to get gotta get my stuff together here and get back on track, and then we'll go from there. I, wouldn't you bet he'd been to the World Finals? I'm losing it. I'm losing my touch. I would have thought all those PA West Virginia guys run down there. I, I guess not. That's it? You guess not? I needed a little more support from you, Derek, than that. <laughs> now, I, I'm Norris's agent, so I know we haven't been there, so I wasn't surprised. Uh, somewhat, <laughs> somewhat surprisingly, but positively, the Firecracker 100 will roll off this Thursday at Lernerville. And if you're, if you're unbiased and you need a rooting interest this weekend, you're watching Dirt Vision this weekend where the Firecracker will be broadcast, choose Mike Norris. Cheer for Mike Norris. He's one of the best dudes in the pits. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate it, man. I, I will do my best to keep stalker announcer Mike Norris away from you as much as possible, okay? Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for the time, and thanks for everything you do for the sport. I really appreciate it. All right, thanks, buddy. Good, lu good luck this weekend, okay? I mean, do you think he's a stalk stalker a little bit? I, I mean, think he's a big-time fanboy. I love <laughs> it. It's the truth. It's we, funny, though. It just it makes me laugh when those two are together at Eldora talking. He is smiling from ear to ear. We are going to step away and take another commercial break. Corey Hedgecock and late model guys talking sprint car and open wheel racing. Derek, you ready for this after the break? Oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. All right. Aaron writes until I die. We'll be back after this. Slider by Ziggler. One more shot at the line. Who is it? 
Mason Ziegler wins. He has won three in a row here at Lucia Speedway Park. Jimmy Owens. Derek, one of the absolute best things about our acquisition by Flow Racing is that, especially uh, when we've been airing races on both websites, is that it's a true crossover uh, for the audience. Take the stream at Eldora, for instance. We finished early, like really early Central Time on a Thursday night, and the entire group of people on Flow who are watching this mega late model race, they flip over to the All-Star Sprint Car Race, Tony's All-Star Sprint Cars, uh, and they can watch one of the best races they've ever seen in their life in Oklahoma. And I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. Man, I bought this for Eldora, but holy cow, it's worth it for the rest of the stuff you get. So that gave me an idea. We are obviously a late model show, right? This video cast, Dirt on Dirt, we're late model people. But I wanted to introduce a new segment today that we're going to – I got to get my timer ready. It's only going to be three minutes long. Maybe we'll go a little longer, but it's only going to be three minutes long. And the title of the segment is Late Model Guys Talking Sprint Cars and and or Open Wheel Racing. Late Model Guys – Talking sprint cars and I got some good stuff. Oh, you've got notes. I got a little. I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with the heart. <laughs> You're just gonna go with the heart. So let me get my stopwatch ready. So we got it. You know, a little faster pace. Move through this a little quicker. Okay. So here we go. Dmac, are you ready? Okay. So I'm gonna go. Here we go. Three minutes and go. Okay. Indiana Midget Week. I never paid a ton of attention to it. Here's last night's incredible Kokomo race. Kyle Larson probably proved that he is likely the most talented race car driver on the planet, and that's any form of racing. And I think pound for pound, Swab, midgets are the best, USEC midgets, the best form of motorsports and raciest on the planet. Am I right about that? No. Late <laughs> models are better. Late, I don't know. Pound for pound, I think midgets might be better right now. Kyle Larson is a wheel, man. He's the best. But here's my counter take. My counterpoint is, like, do these other – Midget guys that race all the time just stink because <laughs> Kyle Larson is starting like 15th and 16th and wheeling it all the way to the front. I know he's a great driver and he's probably the best he's ever going to do it in multiple forms of racing. But like, come on, midget guys. Like, Wyndham got a win, but we need like my boy CV and all them. They need to get some wins too. Like, that was – he just waxed everybody. Yeah, it was impressive just but to see how incredible he was. He only won eight in a row. The device is still better, according to Jonathan Davenport and Brian Liverman. They won nine in a row with the device. <laughs> okay. Is that a funny tweet? Larson the is the device, though. That's the difference, right? Larson is hey, a human device. True. Yeah, <laughs> it's the and problem, it's down there so. in his midsection, that's for sure. All right, uh, we are one minute in. Uh, secondly, uh, these are the highlights from Kokomo. Just let these play in the background, DMAC. I don't mind. Lincoln Park Speedway, by the way, that's an old summer national stomping ground for us, Derek. Uh, they had two back-to-back -back nights. I think it's one of the two or three best racetracks in Indiana. Um, it, they were throwing crazy sliders. Lawrenceburg had an unbelievable race. You wouldn't think Lawrenceburg's a great midget track, but it was really good. And also another side note, non-midget week related, my guy Aaron Reitzel, who is my favorite sprint car driver, I go on record, Reitzel till I die, uh, gets his first ever win at Knoxville uh, when they're back in their weekly programs. Reitzel till I die, Suave. What are your thoughts on Lincoln Park, the Berg, and uh, Aaron Reitzel being the best? Yeah, Putmanville is badass, and I saw Don O'Neill set fast time one lap, and then the very next flipped, lap flipped. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot of sliders. And how funny is it when they race at Lawrenceburg, how tiny they look compared to, like, every other track? It was like, are these micro racers or something? But, yeah, that, that track put, produced a, uh, some good racing. And, also, people loving Kaylin Larson chugging that beer in victory lane. Yeah. People forget. I destroyed her in a chug off at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. JK, she's awesome. That is my hero. I love when she does the shotgun of the beer. And then Logan CV, you know, he had to go to the hospital there. I'm glad is he's he doing okay? okay. Yes, he is okay. He has some bad luck, obviously, but he's ready to bounce back. And that is my boy. I'm officially 
on the Logan CB bandwagon. Is this the finish right here, by the way, of the Kokomo race? Is this? I believe this is the finish here. One lap to go. Let's just let's just drink this in because we got thirty seconds left on late model guys talking sprint cars and open wheel racing. I this is the, is this the last lap, Dmac, right yeah, here. Okay, here, here it comes. Look at this finish at Kokomo. I mean, it's three guys going for it. It was Thorson one, right? Tanner won the yeah. race. That'd be like the sixth closest finish at Fairbury. <laughs> I mean, I listen. Open wheel fans, I'm trying with Derek here. I'm I like. Try, I'm I mean, trying, but I can't get him. We've got about ten seconds left. Any final sprint car and open wheel thoughts as we wrap up our first segment? Your team Reitzel. I'm team Reitzel all the way. I love. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He just sticks his nose in there. He goes for it. He's. He reminds me of like a Tyler Herb kind of guy. I'm a big Reitzel fan. Yes. All right, there you go. That's your man. <laughs> That's it. I'm Logan Seavey. I, I met you out for dinner last week. You were wearing a Logan Seavey shirt. Well, I mean, he's a late model guy on the in the iRacing world, so I got to support him in the real world. Well, he's so. team. You know, he's team Blue One too, right? Yeah. So, so you know, Logan Seavey, that a boy. You'll get. You'll bounce back here. And I got you. There I got you have it. Man, we'll get an outlaw stuff too. It's not just going to be all stars and everything else. All stars, by the way, Wednesday night at Port Royal. They're racing the same night we're racing at Fairbury. So we got two big shows uh, coming this weekend. All on P- flow racing. Port, yeah, Port Royal. And falls on the same night, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday night. Check that out, fans. You're going to love it. Uh, I don't believe my next guest has ever driven a sprint car or midget, but that's only an assumption. I don't know the answer to that. On the Integra Shocks and Springs hotline now, who I will ask that question is Corey Hedgecock. Corey, have you ever driven a sprint car or midget, Corey, or no? No, not at all. The only the only dirt car I ever drove was a light model. Well, you've never driven a street stock, street stock or modified or anything? No, we went straight from drag racing, um, grew up in drag racing and everything. And, uh, we started doing some motors for some guys again, and it kind of looked fun. And we hopped in a crate light model, and here we went. Do you have any interest in I – mean, you watch some of these highlights, I'm sure, these midgets, these – do you have any interest in a sprint car or midget or no? They they look extremely fun, but, man, they look like they flip a lot, and I'm just <laughs> – that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep it on the ground. That's fair. No secret why we're having Corey on this week. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series is going to 411 and Talladega this weekend. Back at the Hornet's Nest at Dega, uh, which is super cool. Night races at Talladega are usually pretty damn good. Corey won a World of Outlaws race. It was back in 2018, right, Derek? 411, he won yes. the Outlaws race uh, in 2018. He's very, very good at the Seymour, Tennessee track. And I wanted to kind of talk to Corey about this weekend. Uh, this race is coming up Friday night. Are you doing anything, Corey, to kind of psych yourself up for 411? Lucas is coming to town. Give me, give me the rundown, Corey. Give me the, the what are you doing mentally before Friday night? Man, I'm just trying to act like it's a normal, normal Saturday or normal Friday night. Um, you know, we we try to carry some momentum uh, from that Monday night uh, Memorial Day race when we won that 10 grander yeah. there, and we went to. Um, we went to the World Outlaw races this past weekend at the Gap and ran pretty decent the first night. And the second night, I think we had a really, really good car and just I got short end of a stick on a heat race and um, ended up I just I, I ran all over Ricky Weiss and it was t- totally my fault. But um, knocked me and him out of the race. But I was trying to hopefully have a good Saturday run and everything so you can just you know mentally you can go in for that big of a race. But I don't know. We're just the only thing that I'm kind of worried about more so than anything is I've just I've never had an LM40. Um, at that racetrack before as far as feature goes. So I don't know how that's going to respond, you know, to my normal tire that I'm always there on. So I don't know. We'll have to do some studying and talk to some people that know a little bit more about the 40s than I do. I always say about 411, it's just so cool looking. I don't even really know what I mean other than, like, you know, the shape of it, the way it's banked, the the seats in 3 and 4, the water towers with the 411. 
Uh, you see him right there over in turns one and two. I just think Mitch has done such a cool job. It's just a, it's a when you roll up to it, does it look as badass in person as it looks when I see all these highlights? It is. That place is really cool, and I and I don't even know. It feels like it's got about eight different turns in it. Um, <laughs> really, is how I drive it compared to maybe some, but and it's really weird. It's two completely different corners, um, you know, and you got to drive them completely different. The way you just got to exit them and stuff, and it normally gets, you know, the slicker it gets, the more racy it gets, and um, you know, hats off to him. I mean, Mitch works his tail off and everything, trying to get the thing ready, and I know he has been working nonstop this week and last week trying to get it ready for this weekend so to have us a good race this weekend Corey suave here uh you've been racing for eight years and you started in the late model division you have 137 wins including four this year did you ever think you would have this much success that's 17 wins a year in that eight year span that you wow. would you know be that good you're kind of under the radar a little bit there yeah i don't know i mean i, I didn't really ever think that i was you know, be this competitive and, and, and I'm trying to run some more super stuff this year to, you know, to try to get on, uh, that's ultimately where I want to be, of course, you know, along with everybody, but, and, and I feel like we got a really good car underneath of us right now and just everything's jiving, um, between all of us and it's just seeming to work, but no, I didn't ever really think that I'd ever, um, be this far and I didn't know how it was going to go. And of course, you know, the first time I ever raced it, and I struggled, you know, because I was a drag racer. So, uh, you know, I, the, the whole turning deal was completely <laughs> wrong for me. So, but, you know, a couple guys helped me and they, they tuned me up and everything. So, you know, ha, uh, can't thank those guys enough for helping me. Um, you know, like Brad Hall and Mitch and Mitch, uh, McCarter, Pierce and Mac. I mean, they've all helped me so much whenever it got me going and, you know, between the, um, you know, helping dad to, to understand the kind of what's going on as far as with the shocks and springs and you know we've gotten to the point where we just kind of all do it by ourselves now and that's the way we like it yeah and i was going to say you grew up racing drag cars did you ever have any history of late model racing did you go to late model racing or you know how like what do you think of it and why did you get into it uh we i drag race from the time that I was seven years old, um, you know, I've been over 200 mile an hour and everything. And it's just, and it's not anything like running, you know, 115, 120 at say Smoky Mountain, you know, and you're three wide and you, and you go in there with 24 other guys. It, there's not a, I can't, uh, 200 mile an hour in a drag car is absolutely nothing like 120 mile an hour in a dirt car. Um, you know, so much more adrenaline as far as, you know, you get 40, 50, 60 laps out of it compared to, you know, four seconds. Um, but I really, I had never been to a dirt race ever in my entire life. And we, we started doing some motors for a guy cause we don't need racing engines, started doing motors for Brad Hall again. Um, and like in a limited deal. And I went there one weekend and it just seemed pretty cool. And I wasn't having a real stellar year in the drag racing deal. So it's like, you know, Hey dad, I'm going to go, go help Mike again with Brad, you know, maybe wrench on a car a little bit. And, um, so we went again and I don't know, just something told me I just really wanted to do it or whatever. So I told dad, you know, it's like, I, I think it's something I want to do. So he swore, well, I mean, we're going to have to commit before I can even, you know, before we can even do it. So I had to sell the dragster. We went and bought a next, um, bought a guy out in somewhere in Georgia, but it was an ex chain Clanton car, 03, black, uh, black front end rocket. And then honestly, it was, it was my baby for three years. I mean, it, it, it won me a lot of races called it bones thing broke all the time every week we welded on it but i mean it was a it was a good car and it got me where i am today 
this that's by the way, Corey Hitchcock, great storyteller, Suave. Are you yeah, feeling no, it? I like like this. I, I again I haven't had you on a ton, Corey. I've interviewed you a few times, but you're you're really good at this, by the way. I wanted to let you know that. <laughs> so uh Jimmy Owens this weekend, is he the heavy favorite? Uh, another Tennessee guy, knows his way around four eleven, one of the hottest drivers in the country. Is Jimmy Owens the heavy favorite this weekend at four eleven? Uh absolutely. That man can get around that place very well and and he's obviously got a good car uh, right now i mean there's you can't say nothing against that so he'll definitely be the one that i'll you know that i'll be you know trying to chase you know it's like okay if he's running 13 flats or 14 flats or 16 flats in hot laps i probably need to be right behind him Hmm. or we won't be in the hunt there's no doubt in my mind he will be fast so i'll be paying attention to him all all night what do you think the rest of the year looks like in east tennessee because from where i sit you guys have kind of you have to be leading the country in attendance uh, between the, the Lucas race at Smokey, the Outlaws race at Bulls Gap, that race at 411 Mitch already had, your crowds have been enormous. So from June 22nd forward, what does the rest of the year look like, you think, bud? It's it's a disaster is what it looks like. <laughs> okay, okay. I talked to Dad today because I'm, I'm down at the, I'm at the race shop today just because I took off today at the engine shop to try to, you know, we're putting a new body on it, getting her all dolled up. Um, so we at least look good. May not be fast, but at least we look good. Um and it's like, you know, so what we got next week? And so we got an Ironman race next week and, um, and, and somewhere else, but I can't remember now, Friday night. But And then it's about the time that the Southern Nationals start up for the Ray Cook deal. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, we won't run the whole deal for work-wise and everything, but we'll probably run at least half of them. So, I mean, the whole month of June, you know, June and July, we'll have to be running Supers. And it's just, it's, it's wide open right now. And we went from not racing because of the Corona and that whole deal and, uh, absolutely you you can't uh you got choices where to go um you know so it's it was a flip of a switch on how it ended up and but i'm glad for it i'm glad it's all over and i'm glad we're all racing and having fun what is something about last couple things here bud what is something about Corey hedgecock we don't know i don't need your deepest darkest secret unless you want to give it but what's something about you we don't know God, I don't know. I think I'm a lot nicer guy than what everybody thinks I am. I do know that. But um, but I tell you one thing too, and Suave over there, I've seen he's been playing some golf too. So whenever he whenever he nuts up and ready to play some, I'll, I'll definitely give him a round. Call me out there, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, whenever you come to East Tennessee or wherever you want to go, we'll, we'll get it on. Oh, I'm ready. Dad, send me to East Tennessee. I'm, I'm sending it, uh, Corey. Listen, I'll put him on the first bus if you can whoop his ass in golf. All right, I'm ready <laughs> we'll for that do- action. We'll, docu- so. we'll document it and do like a little feature on it. That'd be funny. I love this That's idea. That's fine. We'll, we'll do a podcast on put it on dirt on dirt. I don't want to leave uh, Talladega out. Are you running Talladega Saturday night also? If Friday goes well, um, you know, that's another racetrack that's pretty good yeah. to me. Um, yeah. You know, I don't normally run terrible there. So, um, once again, yeah, if Friday goes smooth and, you know, we still got a race car, then, yeah, we'll definitely go down there and see what we can do. I don't want to leave um, – yeah, I don't want to leave Preacher and the guys at Talladega out. I just – you know, you're such a 411 guy. But at Talladega – I think people think about the Ice Bowl when they think about Talladega, which isn't really fair because I have seen some unbelievably good nighttime races at Talladega. It can be good, can it, especially at night? That place can – day, it goes all to hell. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, at night, it, it really can be. And if they'll put in some effort and, you know, give us a couple grooves, you know, and just we'll keep it from rubbering up. Yeah. You know, and I'm saying that place races so good because it's got like – I feel like it's got like some progressive banking, um, you know, so you can run around the top on that place you know, the tip top or you can, you know, hug the ukes and it, it normally does race pretty good. Um, you know, but the, you know, the ice bowl, I do know it gets, its, it gets most of its, um, 
looks, I guess, from the ice bowl, but it, it typically it does race pretty good. Corey, there is a golf course attached to the racetrack at Fairbury, literally. So if you're interested in coming running the Prairie Dirt Classic, I'm sure we could set that golf match up. And I may even, I may even, I'll, I'll spring for your pit passes. How about that? <laughs> well, hell of a deal we got. <laughs> <laughs> I think and America play for a uh, hundred a hole, and then we'll see you win. America needs to see Derek get it. Dustin, you've played golf with Derek. He's relentless, isn't he? I'm streaky. Oh, yeah. He's streaky. not. He's not fun, oh, yeah. is he, Dustin, to play with? I will say Derek has improved quite a bit in the last couple of years. Mid nineties, you know, so I'm not like the greatest. Yeah. What about you, Corey? I've got you. I've got. I can can shoot at low. I can shoot low eighty, low eighty, five seventies on a good day. Yeah, but then when I come around, you're going to be intimidated. Old swabs hanging out with Corey Hedgecock, (laughs) you know, so. That's right. <laughs> uh, Corey, that was great, man. I'd love to have you on a lot more. Uh, Corey Hedgecock, watch him this weekend at uh, 411 on Friday. Be big crowds at both places. Talladega on Saturday. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. We will get this golf match set up, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate that. Derek, I like Corey even more right now. I'm, I'm a, Corey, he, Corey Hedgecock went up like 10 notches golf, to me. He, uh, he said around the ukes. I've never heard that before <laughs> on the top and then go around the bottom on the round the ukes. So, uh, yeah, he was a great storyteller. I did not know that he did not go to, like, because he's such a good driver in the late model yeah. world that he had no experience not even going to races or nothing growing up. I want to uh, close the show out with the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. My first note is very important. Uh, Dustin Jarrett is a complete lunatic. Do we agree on that? Dustin Jarrett, our very own Dustin Jarrett, takes a vacation, right? Derek, by the way, Swab never takes vacation. Just want to point that out. Swab's in here grinding every day, right? You know? Hey, for the brand. For the brand. Big Cat uh, never takes vacations. Brick, brick, brick by brick. Dustin Jarrett's vacation is he goes to nine races, or eight, or seven, or how many How many was it? It was ridiculous, right? He could have shot video for us. I think the next time he goes, we give him a camera. What? Now, that's not a vacation for you, right? You don't want to go to a racetrack on your vacation. There's not a chance in hell I'm going to a racetrack on my vacation, <laughs> especially like when he goes all over the place. He did go to Farmer City, though. Saw a good one there, and then he went to Oakshade. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, so DJ, absolutely. But now he's like his head's getting bigger and bigger about it, so he's like, racetrack 258 uh, or whatever it is he always, now. So he's been to like 250 racetracks. Todd and I always joke, we want to take racetracks away from our list. We wish we'd only been to about 10. That's <laughs> <laughs> what, what our list is. Uh, Kevin Kovac sent me a bunch of cool stuff, too. Uh, Gordy and Trevor Gundaker swap finished first and second Saturday night at I-55. The night before Father's Day from Kevin Gundaker, that was pretty Yeah, cool. he was very uh, happy and proud. You could tell that smile that uh, Kevin always has. He was even bigger. Nice little grin there, one and two. They were getting ready to go up to February. Got canceled. They turned their asses around, went to Peebly. And they're, Gordy, I think, won like two, or two in a row there. He's he, hot. He has, and they're coming Wednesday night to Fairbury as well. Matt Cosner, absent from his first World of Outlaws show this season at the Bulls Gap. Uh, death of his father-in-law, so our thoughts with him. He did get hardship points. A few people asked me about that. I love this note from Kovac, too. 15-year-old Drake Troutman. Was he one of those cars at Lake City this year? Wasn't he one of the guys? Yes, and he, was, and he was at, I think, Bulls Gap. He's like came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, he's well, just going to all these crazy races. He entered his first-ever World of Outlaw event at Friday at Volunteer and qualified for the feature. Uh, he did finish 24th and pulled out early, but 15 years old, first-ever Outlaws race, he made it. I thought that was well, pretty yeah, cool. He, that is pretty cool. And then earlier in the year, he went to the I-55 race because they had to go up to Jimmy Mars' shop and pick up a car or motor, yep. maybe build sleepers. So they've been racing all over. He's having a good time for a 15-year-old. Final note also, this is cool, on Ashton Winger. This is, again, from Kevin Kovac. He, uh, his finishes of fourth and sixth at Volunteer were his two best outlaw finishes of his career, and they came at the track where he attended uh, the first race of his life, not of his career, the first race he's ever went to. Lynn, his mom, said he was two months old in March of 2000. God, I'm old. I graduated high school that year. 
when they brought him to volunteer for a race when Gary was working for Freddie Smith when they were living in Merrillville, Tennessee. So your boy Ashton, that's a nice little note on him, too. Two things. Ashton could be your kid, like legit, like, uh, gosh, you are getting up there. Okay, all And right. the second thing is, hopefully Gary didn't yell at him on Father's Day weekend with those good runs there. I'm no, sure he did. Gary can yell at anybody. It's Father's Day weekend, right? No, it's, true. It's, it is it's, Dad's it's, weekend. It's, he can't yell at anybody Well, maybe he else, wasn't as so. hard because he did well for him. Uh, don't forget, we are. do you have any other notes, by the way? You've been bringing it on the notes department. Those are some good stuff today. Your Logan CV love, anything else or I'm no? Good. Okay. Uh, don't forget, we are live from Fairbury this week. Not this weekend, but this week, Wednesday night, 48 hours from now. Um, let's see that full screen one more time, DMAC. The Summer Showcase, what has always been the Spring Showcase. We changed the name. Screw it, right? It's the Summer Showcase, Wednesday night at Fairbury. Don't forget Port Royal Sprint Cars also from the All-Stars Live that night on Flow and DOD. And then our July schedule, one more time, busy. Uh, let's see. So how many races? 12, 13, 14, 16 nights in July just for being a subscriber to the website, Derek. You boys ready for this, DMAC? Derek's about to be a busy July. You guys are ready? It's going to be nuts. Oh, Yawn. Dude. That's nothing. No, but I am excited for 34 Raceway because they feed us well there because they just had a big cookout. So love going up there. They're, they're the best up there. Highlights, reaction, interviews, all of that stuff still cooking on DOD, our editorial department, kicking out a ton of stuff as well. Uh, we'll get back to those regional shows. We're going to get them covered more and more. Just been weird on the timing-wise here lately. So that's it. Suave, any final words? You did great today, Dad. McCarty, you look good in the dirt on dirt shirt, jersey. We're going to win a championship for you. Okay. Let's go, baby. Flow Racing and DOD live on Wednesday night. Don't forget to hit the firecracker this weekend. You can watch that live on Dirt Vision and Lucas Oil at 411 Talladega and some other regional shows as well. Check out the website for all of that information. For Suave, for DMAC, for MFR, Michael Francis, Rigsby Francis. Not a lot of people knew that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.